Oh, hello there. It's the titular Matt Stewart letting you know that I'm going to be in Sydney, Australia, and then Brisbane, Australia, doing uh, short runs of my show, Dryer Dryer. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May, Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May. Hey, but also, you might not know this, I'm doing a live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart in Sydney on the 13th of May and in Brisbane on the 14th of May. Holy moly, am I looking forward to these shows uh, please get tickets for all of these now. If you use the discount code do go on, that might work. I'm not sure, but worth a try. Really hope to see you there. Um, Sydney especially. Please come along. Brisbane also, though you're buying tickets earlier, better. Sydney lift, please. All right, I'll see you soon now. On with the show. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart, and this week I'm joined by Planet Broadcasting's own number one party boy, Nick Mason. Welcome, Hello, Nick. Hello, it's great to be here. I'm very excited. I'm also joined by Sans Pants Radio's own number one party girl, Cass Page. Hello. I'm also very excited to be here. <laughs> so good. I mean, you could cut the excitement with a knife. You wouldn't want to. No. It's <laughs> the last thing I would do. Leave it to flourish, Matt. Yeah. Just eat the whole... Excitement cake in one. Shove your little mitts in there. Start an excitement fight. Stick it down your gullet. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's really choke on that excitement. <laughs> I'm gagging on fun. <laughs> now, Nick, do you know what this show is? Yes. I probably should have. Okay, great. <laughs> probably should have asked you before now. If you don't know how it works, <laughs> listeners, new listeners perhaps, I'll explain oh, to you. Oh, should them. I play dumb? Oh, you want to try? Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, okay, let's go again. <laughs> No, we're leaving this in though, right? Of course. Okay, good. <laughs> Nick, as a first-time guest, you might be wondering what this show is and how does it work. Is that true? What am this? Where am I? <laughs> well, what am podcast? Okay, well, okay, I'm going to have to get right from the top if you're asking <laughs> those sort of questions. Who are you? I'm Matt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this show is pretty simple. I ask a question and you two have to write a convincing fake answer. Then I read your answers as well as the real one and you have to guess which one you think is correct. Can we call them fancers for fake answers? Oh, okay, yeah. If I know anything oh. about podcasting, I know that a funny thing to do is take two words and smush them together. Podcast? I think the number one podcasting joke is the portmanteau. It is, isn't it? <laughs> He's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the S part of that is? He's so right. So right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the second rule of podcasting is be good at improv. Jeez, yeah. you're ticking all boxes so far. Cass, are we ready to play? Yes. yes. Where? <laughs> also, just to be clear, uh, I'm not here to win. I'm okay. here to learn and have fun Yep. unless I come close to winning, <laughs> at which point I'm going to switch suddenly and I'm going to be all about winning. Oh, beautiful. Okay. I think that's I'm going to work on the opposite. Play. We can high five on the way through. <laughs> I'm here to win and the first sign of faltering, no, nah, it's actually not about winning. It's about having a good time with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here is question number one. This one comes from Josh from Brisbane. And the question is, what is the definition of the word calipigeon? 
And how would I spell that? C-A-L-L-I-P-Y-G-I-A-N. Calipigeon. I'll put it in a word for you. And I'll put it in a set. I'll put it in, well, I'll put it in a word you for you. put it in a portmanteau for us? Uh, okay. That's scallopigeon. So that's a scallywag calipigeon. Yeah. All right. So that's the question. You've just got to write a definition of the word calipigeon. That's the sentence. Oh, terrific. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> While you're writing your answers, uh, I'll explain how the scoring works to you if you can do two things at once, but also to the listeners at home. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestant. And another point if you correctly guess the answer. And by the way, I'm also playing as the house. <gasps> I've put in two of my own fake answers for each question and I get a point for each one that our guests choose. Uh, so each of us can score up to two points per round. Seems fair, but apparently the probability slightly favours me. The house <laughs> and the house always wins. Unless you've listened to previous episodes and you'll know that this is far from the truth. The questions come from our great Patreon supporters. If you want to submit a question, you can sign up on any level via patreon.com slash pod, and that will be linked in the show notes. The Do Go On Podcast Network features this podcast as well as many others like Do Go On. Oh. Book Cheat. Oh. Ooh. And Primates, a monkey-based podcast. And I know that there are listeners going, can we pause now and go and listen to the entire back catalogue of Primates? I thought the listeners were going to be saying, you know, <laughs> monkeys don't include all Primates. That's, that's, where I, that's where I thought you were going there. But I think realistically at this point, because you know how language evolves. Yes. yes. I think they should, I think monkeys should just include all Primates yeah, at this point. I think they should change the definition. I agree. All right, looks like your answers are in. Do you feel ready to hear the options? I'm ready. Yes, absolutely. It is I'll fun. never be more ready than this, I think. All right, here's question number one. What is the definition of the word calipigeon? A style of music from the Middle Ages? One who has their funeral pyre made out of calypso icy poles? There are only two. Having shapely buttocks? Oh. <laughs> An ancient Roman musical instrument similar to a xylophone? Or a walking style similar to that of a pigeon? Bobbing the head and wayward. Oh my goodness! Oh, those are all good. They are good, aren't they? Jesus, we've got two musical answers. Yep. Yes, and oftentimes, if you if you're doing a multiple choice, it's often a choice between two that are very similar. Yeah, really. That's usually, I mean, that's usually to do with maths, though. That's not. And but it's also a little. It's often a trick of the um, the quiz writer because you're like. In, the, in their oh head, they're God. thinking of this one thing. Yeah, right. yeah. Their imagination's only taken. Okay. Yeah, right. that's true. I like the idea of the walking style one just because, you know, some people like pigeon-toed. Yes. Ah, see, I was a big fan of the bum one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Do you need to hear them again or you feel like you've got them all down? Uh, let's oh. give, give it to me one more time. I'll give it to you quickly here. So you've got a style of music from the Middle Ages, the funeral pyre made out of calypso icy poles, shapely buttocks. Ancient Roman musical instrument like a xylophone or a walking style similar to that of a pigeon. They're all good. I'm going to go with the first musical one. First musical one, the style of music from the Middle Ages. Yes. If I make so, I've locked it in. That's terrific. I'm very excited. Cass? I'm locking in buns. Buns? <laughs> yep. Buns give give them shape. Give them a name. See, my, my concern is that Cass, I know, knows a lot of like esoteric factual things, I think. And you are the carryover champ. Oh, I am the carryover champ. I understand why you think that. But also, crucially, you can recall things, I think. (laughs) I I, I like to think that I know some facts, but I can't. Like what? my ideal recording situation for this would be I would be in bed at 3 a.m. and you guys could be around the bed (laughs) and we could record then. I guess 
come awake and be like, it's an ancient musical style. <laughs> oh, I know things. Oh, well, next time we do an episode, we, we'll do it around yeah. your, around if you your could, bed. Yeah, that'd be great. Then I wouldn't have to get up. I think ideally uh, I try and pick questions that I don't think the guests will know. So if Cass- To embarrass us. Oh, yes. Yeah. Terrific, good. The main point of the show yeah. was. Oh, oh, no. oh no! I'm so wrong. <laughs> He's strong. <laughs> He's strong. I'm wrong. Wait, is strong? Oh, is strong already a one of them portmanteaus? So wrong. So wrong. <laughs> I gotta stop. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Here are the answers. A walking style similar to that of a pigeon. That was suggested by the house. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Uh, an ancient Roman musical instrument similar to a xylophone. That was Meso's oh, answer. Ooh. Mm. Cass- like a calliope? Is that a musical thing? Is that oh. an instrument? Oh, so you, you were doing the thing that you were referring to. Yes, going for I two was, se- yeah. Oh, you cheeky man. <laughs> I see why you pivoted to this. <laughs> right. I, th- I think we've both had our hard pivot really early on. Yeah, I'm like, no, right. I'm just here to have fun. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I've figured, out the, I've figured out how the game works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cass's one was about the funeral pyre. Am I saying, did I pronounce that right? Yeah. A style of music from the Middle Ages may so guess that. That was the house. Ah, Meaning ah. having shapely buttocks was correct. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So one point to Cass, one point to the house. What what era is that, Matt? Do you know? Do you know where that's come from? Oh, uh, yes. Ancient Greek. Oh. Oh, that's fun. Mm. It comes from a combination of the words for beauty and buttocks in ancient Greek. <laughs> They've mushed that together. <laughs> Portmanteau. Portmanteau. Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> Josh from Brisbane somehow stumbled upon that, though. I don't know. Okay. Maybe he studies the He's stumbled group. upon a beautiful bum. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was <laughs> it. Oh, no, what a horrible day. <laughs> why are you in, sir, why are you in this library Googling Greek bums? <laughs> well, um. All right, you ready for question number two? Yes. I don't know if you need a score update. You probably don't. No. No. Oh, here's, oh. here's question number two. I'm just two. here for fun and learning. Guys, <laughs> no. fun and learning? Not winning, no. Hard pivot again, hard pivot. Yeah. This one comes from Mike Salt from Southern Oregon. Great. Oh, great that rules. Yeah. Fantastic man. Oh, you sound like a man from TV, but not real TV, <laughs> fake TV. <laughs> one of those shows Salt. inside a show. Yeah, yeah, like when they go to different places, they use a different filter. It's Mike Salt, Oregon Ranger. Ooh. Oh, I could buy that. I'm going to fund that show. Okay. Get a one-page pitch doc on my desk by the morning. I'm going to fund that. Okay, it just says Mike Salt, Oregon Ranger. Funded. (laughs) It's a a stick figure with two guns. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, two? Big stamp. Ten a ten episode season. Okay. okay? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go straight in for no, a multi season run. He doesn't get the guns till episode ten. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that's how (laughs) All right. Here is Mike Salt's question. Who is Colossal Claude. Who is Colossal Claude? Oh. Oh. And while you're writing your answers, here's some more information on the word calipigeon. Uh, according to our question writer, Josh, calipigeon comes from the combination of the two ancient Greek words for beauty and buttocks and was famously used to name a statue of the Greek goddess of love, the so-called Aphrodite Calipigos, oh. who raises her robe to reveal her backside in the statue. I don't think that was just a, a personality trait of hers. Uh, the original bronze statue, thought to have been created in 300 BC, has since been lost, but a marble recreation from the 1st century BC can still be seen today at the National Archaeological Museum in Naples. It's probably good the bronze one didn't keep because have you seen what people do to bronze ones? Oh. oh. The, the stuff in people's skin, our sebum, I think it is, when you touch bronze, it reacts to the bronze and it tarnishes or it doesn't tarnish in those areas. So if you... Turns green? 
It, I think it doesn't turn green. Oh, it doesn't turn green. I'm pretty sure. So if you've got a bronze, I might be wrong, but if you've got a bronze statue and there's one part that everyone touches, that part stays bronzy. Ah, So you'll see certain statues that are, it's lucky to rub the feet and that there are different. Yeah. Or you'll see statues of animals and you'll be like, why are the balls a different color? Oh. It's because people are freaks. But that, no, that's because it's lucky to touch. It's lucky balls. to touch the statue balls. You're right, Matt. Sorry, my mistake. Well, it sounds like uh, you would have had a little luck, more luck in your life. If I'd, if I'd done it. You're right. You're right. Just saying. All I got right. to really yes man my life, but it's touch balls. Here is question number two. Who is Colossal Claude? A sea monster with a long giraffe-like neck? An NFL tight end who played for the San Francisco 49ers? A prize-winning breeding ram? A character from a 1987 ad campaign discouraging students from cheating on SATs? <laughs> His catchphrase was, be like Colossal Claude and not a colossal fraud. <laughs> or the largest silverback gorilla who was ever kept in captivity. Five they, options. Oh, they all sound very colossal, don't they? That's, that's really good stuff. Hmm. Now, I wouldn't put it past you, Matt Stewart, the house, to write the joke colossal fraud. Okay. Mm, yeah. you, wouldn't put that, past, that's, you wouldn't put that past me. It's You'd too it funny. Me, so <laughs> oh, oh, what I, I put it past? Colossal clod. <laughs> Um, Don't be a colossal clod. And that sounds more American to me. Oh, yeah. If we could go back to 1987, (laughs) give them some uh, punch up tips for their ad script. Yeah. Um, And. All right. Let let me run through them. Yeah. Let's let's have another round two. Round two. I think it. Mainso went first last time. So you get. I get first dibs. dibs Okay. Can we both have the same? We absolutely can. There's no reason to have first dibs. (laughs) Well, I know know for a fact that is the answer, but you've said it first. So I guess I'll take. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I'll take the stupid joke answer. (laughs) All right, so let us know if you have any thoughts here. We've got a sea monster with a long giraffe-like neck, Mm -hmm. an NFL tight end who played for the 49ers, a prize-winning breeding ram, uh, the character from a 1987 ad campaign discouraging students from cheating, or the largest silverback gorilla who was ever kept in captivity. I'm going to go the ram. That colossal really sounds like an animal name by someone, given to the animal by someone who's proud of it. The animal obviously can't name itself, you know? (laughs) Someone's proud. (laughs) Uh, yeah. The, you put you put a bunch of names on the ground. <laughs> you're going to tap name. their hoof. Yeah. <laughs> tap your hoof three times for a, an A. Mm. <laughs> Four times if you don't want an A. Oh, God. Okay, but we've committed to this. <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, what are you thinking there, Meso? Well, he's, the, the, the submit is from America. That's right. I'm wondering if maybe and you, you, your from, NFL players can have almost People love an NFL. Love. And it doesn't like, like in, in, in Australia, a an AFL player called Claude would just be Claudo. <laughs> but, but in America, I feel like that would be like, now this is Colossal Claude. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to go with that one. Mm. Love it. All right. Colossal Claude, the tight end. Mm. Tied end or tight? Tight end. I'm figuring out gridiron over the last few years. The tight end's like sort of like an offensive player who also does some blocking as well, but he'll also catch some balls. Yeah, an you, offensive uh, player. Yes. And offensive. they still let him play. <laughs> More like cancelled play. Yeah. If we had our way. Um, is that because, Matt, because you have so many like American football t shirts and now you have to learn them? Yeah, you got to learn. You can't wear the hat because yeah. someone will come up and say, oh, name their last five what? Super Bowl appearances. What? Yeah. People say that to you? <laughs> Hypothetically, they might. Yeah. No, it's scary to think about. I get that. All right. So here, here are who gave the answers. Uh, the largest silverback gorilla. That was Cass's answer. Oh. 
a character from a 1987 ad campaign. That was the house. Oh, it was so good. It was a little, it was a little uh, combo work from Mike Salt and me. He wrote something similar. I just, I like to get involved. <laughs> if you tell me what the mascot was, I might have believed. Right. Like if you were like, it's a big can of coke or something. Yes. Yeah. Oh, kids love could a big can a of gor- coke. It could have been a silverback gorilla. Could have been. Then we had a prize winning breeding ram. That's what Cass picked. That was Meso's answer. Oh, really good. Thank you. One, really good. One point to Meso. Yes, I'm on the board. I don't have to run around the table with my pants on. <laughs> uh, an NFL tight end. That was the house. Ah. So that's one point for the house. Uh, thank you, Meso. Oh, you're uh, meaning the, the correct answer was a sea monster with a long giraffe-like really? neck. Wow. Is it? Hang on. No, no, I'm not about to ask this at a real sea monster, but can you say <laughs> more, please? I can. Um so uh, it was first sighted in 1934, according to cryptids.fandom, uh, and the guy who saw it, L.A. Larson, described it as a 40-foot <laughs> animal with a neck some eight feet long, a big round body, a mean-looking tail, and an evil snaky look to its head. Ooh. A that, snaky look to its head. That sounds like a diplodocus or whatever. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's or, what, or a bargain bin uh, Loch Ness monster. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's <laughs> Land pretty. Ness monster. Also, it doesn't, like... I don't. I don't picture it clawed and like a snake-like head. Yeah, like, I think I'm, it must have seems been... friendly to me. Oh, right. Or pretentious, maybe at the most. But it was named back in the '30s. Maybe oh, yeah. there were more sinister clauds around yeah. back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's also now known as since a more recent um, sighting, Marvin the Monster. Uh oh. It seems vaguely copyright infringing. <laughs> yeah, and they got it so right with Colossus Claw. Yeah. They got it right. <laughs> He's <laughs> catching on. Also, why would you change? Why would you change the name? I wonder. I mean, maybe if somebody else saw it. I or... think someone else saw it, and then maybe they didn't realize that okay. it had already been seen. Okay, right, Which... guys. I've seen this new thing. It's called Marvin the Monster. <laughs> yeah. Here's question number three. What did the Scottish Parliament ban on the sixth of March, fourteen fifty-seven, and why did they ban it? Okay. Fourteen fifty-seven. Scottish Parliament banned something. What did they ban, and why did they ban it? And while you're writing those answers, I'll tell the listeners a little bit more about our mate, Colossal Claude. So first seen in 1934, he was then seen again in 1937 by the crew of a fishing trawler named Viv. Beautiful name for a boat. (laughs) Viv. Beautiful name for a boat or a girl. Uh, Charles E. Graham, captain of the Viv, described it as a long, hairy, tan-coloured creature with the head of an overgrown horse, about 40 feet long, with a four-foot waist. A few months later, a couple sighted a creature they described as looking like an aquatic giraffe. In 1939, crew of a fishing ship Argo also saw a colossal cord. It reared up over the water 10 feet away from the hull of the ship. The crew watched it eat fish before they turned away from the creature. Why did they turn away? That's uh, rude. Don't perv. Yeah. Oh, it's eating. Sorry. We shouldn't have Claude's at home. Eating. Yeah. Don't peeping. Don't We've be peeping. It's house. Yeah. Claude stuck his long, long neck through the house out the front door. But if they were if they were polite enough to look away, surely they could have been polite enough not to go to the press and describe Claude as having a camel-like head <gasps> with a coarse grey fur. Oh, not a snake at all. Glossy eyes and a bent snout. Bent it's, snout? It's two different. There's, I think there's two different. I've, everyone yeah. who describes it describes it. Quite differently. Well, then they're not the same guy. But they kept the name. I guess it's we don't know how these mm. things age. We do. True. We don't. Maybe the first guy saw baby Claude. Yep. And then he, his 
baby skin fell off and then his adult <laughs> fur came in. Yeah, that's right. As you know, it's like orangutans. You see a baby orangutan and you see an adult male one where their face looks like a dinner plate. You don't think that's the same animal? No. How, oh, we don't do anything like that, do we? Oh, our tummies get wider. Yeah. But nothing else stretches like that. You'd assume they come out Yeah, it's big. Like right on the face. It's really? Hang on. That's a different kind of orangutan. No. Really? Really. Is that not a different kind of? Oh, no, that's. That's just like the adult males. <gasps> and their face. It's like a status thing, I think, even. So their face gets bigger the more important they get? Something like that. Oh, so what? Or do they get more important the bigger their face gets? Luckily, we're not on Primates Podcast. Otherwise. We'd have to have find to be, out. <laughs> I would have to be factually correct right now. <laughs> Uh, in 1963, the Shell Oil Company, uh, during an oil search off the Oregon coast, recorded a videotape that shows a 15-foot animal with barnacles ridged along its body. It swam in a corkscrew fashion in 180 feet deep water. Uh, and this is when it got the nickname Marvin the Monster. I'm not sure why that necessarily gives it the nickname Marvin the Monster. But it makes sense. It's now it's quite old. That's why it's getting It's got all the barnacles on it. Oh, yeah, it's it's like the underside of Viv. <laughs> Do you want to hear the uh, possible explanations? Yeah. Yes. They think. And we can pick an actual explanation. Okay, great. So these are the three possible um, explanations they've got. Colossal Claude is thought to have been a jellyfish, mm-hmm. a whale, <laughs> or a surviving plesiosaur. Oh. Okay, so that's like the Lapras dinosaur, yeah. 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 Lapras. I don't know what that means, but I'm saying yes. The Pokemon so thing. silly. That, it's like Diplodocus of the Sea, mermaid. Yeah, that's the fish with long neck. Oh. I don't oh, know anything about please Pokemon. Please understand. So <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know Pikachu. Yep. And I know the one that looks like a dragon. He's got fire coming out of him. Charizard? Yes. Okay, that's, there's the two I know. Oh, he's got such a big belly. There's an artist's rendition of a plesiosaur. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, sort of looks like uh, the Scottish one. Mm. What's it Loch Ness. Loch Ness. Macbeth. They've just called it monster as well. I never realised how rude that is. Mm. They've got they've got, given this guy name <laughs> Claude. They've just gone your house. It'd be like calling Cass housewoman. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It'd be like calling Nick tram boy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You live in the tram, right? I do, yes. Yeah. yes. yeah, he lives and sleeps in the tram, and the tram gets from A to B because that's where Nick has to go. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, I... the tram only goes where you need. That's People right. jump on and off. You don't know how they're getting in your house. That's so right. that's why they have to pay an entry fee because it's rude otherwise. That's why I have this broom. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of it. It used to, back in the old days, you'd just bring like a plate, like a normal dinner party, but mm. you got too full. <laughs> Couldn't keep it all in the tiny fridge in the tram. That's right. What you should do is get an orangutan. Then you'll never have to bring a plate. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Lie him down, use his face as a plate. Sorry, it's dinner time, uh, Claude. I also call my <laughs> orangutan Claude. Time to limbo for father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, question number three. What did the Scottish Parliament ban on the 6th? Of March 1457. Wearing hats inside as the king was a devout Christian and believed God should be able to see their heads when they were inside. Inside? Yeah, I don't know. Under a... <laughs> I guess God can see through a roof but not through a hat. So he's got, he can see through one item at a time. It's like Superman can't see through lead. Yeah. <laughs> God, can't God, see. God can see through a roof but he can't see through a, a, a hat. Yes. Yeah, it's tricky. It's got the rounded corners. It throws That's off right. his <laughs> throws his vision off. It's reflecting light in all the wrong ways. I'm just imagining like an old, old just an old timey photo, a picture, and somebody's drawn all the like all the angles. There, here's the angles of God. 
<laughs> yeah, the king, he had a, he had a theory mm. and he oh, made everyone <laughs> uh, So that was option one. Then we have uh, golf was banned because people were playing when they should have been at military training. <laughs> the sale of whiskey made from grain grown in Great Britain to increase trade with Ireland. Having rats as pets was banned as they were <gasps> thought to still be carrying the plague or... Ironically, it was bagpipes, as playing them at night time would announce the presence of Scottish villagers to Saxon raiding parties. Ooh. What's interesting about all of these is even the ones that are lies, they, they, they tell the audience what we think stereotypes about Scottish people are. <laughs> yeah. That is good. It's like, well, they like to drink and they like golf and they. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bagpipes, rats. Hats, hats and rats. <laughs> hats and, hats rats. and rats. Scots love hats and rats. <laughs> Yeah, you got your Scottish person costume. You've got your little hat. Yeah. You got your golf club. You hit the rat. <laughs> I should have said this question was written by Bree, like the cheese, uh, she's oh. helpfully said. Ooh. From Harvey Bay in Queensland. Ah, oh, sunny uh, Queensland. Yeah, so far away from sunny Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is. What did the Scottish Parliament ban on the 6th of March, 1457? Wearing hats inside, golf, sale of whiskey, having rats as pets, or bagpipes? Uh, I think we're back to you, Mason. Okay, man. This is, I think this is, of, this is like episode six, I think, mm. and I reckon this is the one where no one has been taking the piss. <laughs> right, it, sure, sure, sure. Which yeah. is what a beautiful turn of events. Eventually a meme develops. Eventually every second answer is <laughs> yeah. Shrek or whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Um, God, hat seems plausible. I mean, it was 500 years ago. Like, um, it kind of feels like. Can I ask a question? Of course. Is the law still in effect? No. Okay. 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 Hats, but rats. Mm. And they sound the same. And again, you're you pick, you picking the two. One of those is correct, I think. So. Yeah. Uh, the other possibility is that the two that sound the same are the two the house faked. Exactly, because you went hats. <laughs> the rats. fences. Okay, sure. Okay. I'm going to go with hats. Hats? Maybe that's the origin of like you shouldn't wear hats indoors because it's rude. Well, I'll go with rats then. <laughs> I think they should. They both deserve a little yeah, a shot. Right. A shot at the title. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hats and rats locked in. Uh, so the answers were the bagpipes one. That was Meso. That was Meso. That was oh, fantastic. That is welcome. good. Any other week, all your answers would have been picked so far because they've all been beautifully written. Uh, folks, email in if you were tricked by that thing <laughs> you said. <laughs> or any time I've tricked you with a word that I've said. Here or in real life. Uh, the sale of whiskey, that was Cass. Oh, very good. So that means that the correct answer. Is either hats or rats. Or golf. Hats or rats or golf. Come on, hats. Come on, rats. The rats one, that was written by the house. Uh, very well done. Oh, this is very so well done. Unfortunately, no. hats was also written by the no. house. Oh, you were right. You were right. I was you trying to. <laughs> I'm like, maybe that's what happened. I didn't realize that's what I'd done, but I think that's probably what happened. <laughs> hats and rats. Oh okay, my god! So what is the answer? What, what? The correct answer is golf. Golf. Oh. Because they were they were playing too much golf when they should have been at military training. That's so funny. And golf and it, was around then, 500 years ago. Yeah, it was and it was well, it was invented in Scotland, right? So yeah. It must yeah. It's a pretty old sport, I, I guess. Wonder, it, I wonder how different it was. What was the ball technology exactly, like? Yeah. What did you call your goddamn? <laughs> how many bloody championships had bloody Greg Norman won already? <laughs> yeah. How many? Had, guy, how many had he, had he choked in? Oh, Greg Norman's lipped out. <laughs> oh, 
Ah, uh, geez, this is uh, this quick score update. Mesa on one point, Cass on one point, but the house out in front on four points. Wow. Oh, we've got to list say, our game. Some would say that's an unbeatable lead, and we should just give up now. Oh, no I'm hearing about that. off we go. Giving up now? <laughs> You've both got. There's still eight points up for grabs for oh so both God. of you okay, in well, total. Uh, oh, each, each. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Good. Okay. You can get two right, points per round. Oh. No, I didn't. Get, I didn't factor in maths. I wasn't factoring in math. Yeah, That's all yeah. right. We'll 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 beat him. Yeah, we'll, we'll beat burn him. this house down. That's right. <laughs> Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Here is question number four. Eli Fisher from Houston wrote this one. What is the nickname of NBA player Larry Smith? 90s NBA player Larry Smith. What is the nickname of 90s NBA player Larry Smith? Smitho. <laughs> not M- not NBL player. Oh, sorry, sorry. Then I well, don't know. Tricky. Could be anything. Any combination of words. What's his name again? Larry Smith. Larry Smith. Okay. Uh, while you're writing your answers, here's some more info about the Scottish banning of golf. Uh, Scotland's Parliament banned golf along with football in 1457. So people were playing games when they should have been at military training. Parliament repeated the ban in 1471 <laughs> and then again in 1491. So they kept being like, oh, no, they're back on the courses. Guys, the, the law's still there. <laughs> Go to war. <laughs> Why? The war's fun. People knew about the war. People were like, oh, I reckon standing outside going on a walk with my mates, much better. Yeah. Mm. You do one big swing and then you just go on a walk with your friends. What they they were trying to get people to do. We well, could do that with a big sword as well. Just one big swing then just walk go on a walk. Oh, that's true. Why can't why couldn't they have just turned it into army practice? You know, because they would they what they wanted people to do instead was to do archery practice. That would they're like stop playing golf. Hey, this is fun too. <laughs> You just practice archery, hey? And they made all the local barons and stuff put up archery things just around the place. Yeah, right. Oh, they'd be like, ooh, fun you. Yeah. Fun you. It's like when they put exercise parks near where you yeah. live in your area. You're like, ooh, <laughs> I should. Jeez, they're removing all barriers, aren't they? <laughs> but they also invented video games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Getting real mixed so messages. Fun. Mm. Apparently, they banned Pokemon Go. They banned uh, Pokemon Go? No, I'm just saying that's the perfect crime. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. That's like Pokemon in a public park. No, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, your answers are in. Here's question four. What is the nickname of NBA player Larry Smith, Mr. Mean, the Ooh. downtown clown, <laughs> the thunder dog, Professor S, or the big whammy from Miami? Ah! Oh. oh, I want it to be that one, I think. <laughs> That's you the best what? one. Honestly, every single one you've said there, I'm like, oh, I want it to be that yeah, one. Yeah. They're all these, great. These right? are unbeatable. Can we get them again? Yep. Mr. Mean, mm. the downtown clown, mm. the Thunderdog, mm. Professor S, the big whammy from Miami. Um, so, yeah. So oh. he's doing like America football, yeah? Uh, basketball. Basketball, sorry. Yes. Uh 
So I think you're first cast. I think you are first cast. Do you, oh. do you want to hear any of them again or you feel like you've got them in there? <laughs> no, same again. They're fun. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mean. I could do it with, I'll put it in, in his name. So it yep. really gives you a feel for it. Larry, yep. Mr. Mean Smith. Uh-huh. Larry, the downtown clown Smith. <laughs> Larry, the Thunderdog Smith. Larry, Professor S. Smith. Or Larry, the big whammy from Miami Smith. Oh, my favourite one's a downtown clown. And I reckon... That's a joke you've written, <laughs> but it's very good. Mm. I have to, I have to pay it. Sometimes, Cass, you, I mean, you, if you think you know the one I've written, that's the one to avoid. But it's so. Is this a clue? I Is really, this a clue for oh, Matt? Oh no! I, no He's I, doing it again. I, I, I like guilty it. conscience, Matt. Because the last time Cass played, she would often pick the one she just thought was the like the funniest one that someone had written. And <laughs> that's like, kind of what very I'm doing nice, as well. But it's yeah. not. You're not going to win that way. Well, if it makes me laugh, I feel like you get a prize. <laughs> yeah. Also, the prize is the laugh. Okay. So you, you can give the prize of a laugh and still get the answer correct. I True. Think. All right. I, I, and also I think the joys, especially with these ones, you do get to say the name. I'll probably <laughs> never get to say any of these names in my regular life after this. I was going to say the downtown clown, but you've said the downtown clown. I know we can do the same answers, but I'm going to, I'm going to um, go with uh, the, Whammy for my <gasps> I thought you were going to do whammy, so I did clown. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. And I bought well, you these beautiful combs. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the, the thing with the chain. I sold my chain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the one. That's the thing. Okay. Well, get, tell you what. If either of us gets it, we, we split half a point each. Done. Beautiful. Okay. So <laughs> so you're both going for Unless half. Unless it's me, in which case I'm taking that one point. That's okay. Fair enough. Yep. You're taking a half. You're both having a half crack. Mm-hmm. The downtown clown and the we're having a crow <laughs> from Miami. All right. Well, let's go through the answers. Uh, the Thunderdog, fantastic nickname. That was Cass. Oh, Profe- you can take that if you ever want. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Nick the Thunderdog Mason. That oh, is that's good. actually quite. I good, like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Cass, then you can have Mason's one. Professor S. Oh. Cass, Professor S. Page. It's hard to say <laughs> it with the S and then not. Mm. Sp- you know, smudging into the last name, Sage. It's a basketball player with Dr. J, and I'm like, I liked it. And Julius it's a, Irving was it's a little Dr. bit J, of uh, Professor X as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a bit going on there. I like nobody it. bit, so it's you know, it's fine. We love an educated kid. <laughs> the downtown clown. That was me. That was the house. <laughs> exactly as Cass <laughs> suggested it was. I'm begging you to reconsider. But it's so funny. <laughs> This will be once you've you know done like twenty episodes of these matters. It'll be a fascinating insight into your psyche as well. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, somebody will put together a supercut of you going. Maybe, maybe do it. Maybe think of a different answer. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Uh, the big whammy from Miami was also me. Ah! The correct answer was Mr. Mean. Oh, that's oh it's a good one. Why good. was he so mean? Why Perhaps did they call him that? that? Well, that's the, that's the interesting thing because it sounds like he wasn't he was a nice guy, but well, that's I always knew him as a nice guy. That's why I would never consider calling him. <laughs> yeah, that's mm. right. He was very miserly on the court, a great rebounder, very good defensively. So they just said he was he was a mean player in the way that he really attacked the ball. Oh, so he never passed it to anybody else, kind of thing. No, that- he never really scored. He did. Well, <laughs> I don't think he got the ball that much. He would re- rebound it and pass it off, and then. He had a low scoring <laughs> so average, I'd low call it assists. Mr. Lazy, if <laughs> yeah. sounds, sounds to me. It's very hot potato. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like he's just doing the least amount of work with a lot of flair. Mm, Everyone's yeah. like, whoa, he's really doing his bit. No, he's just is going when he does it and yeah, people yeah, think he's yeah. doing a great job. Oh, my God, he passed it under his leg to the other guy. Now <laughs> oh, he's, wow. Now he's smoking a cigarette on the <laughs> side of the court. 
All right, quick score update. Mace on one, Cass on yes. one, the house on six. Oh, still number one. You're still number one. Yeah. And, of course, I know um, some people are like, oh, I don't want the house to win at home. And I, of course you don't. The house is evil. The house <laughs> is a bad person. <laughs> but we're, there's a game within a game here because Mace on Cass are level. And uh, whoever comes out first as the guest contestants, that's still something, you know, that's really something, <laughs> something to strive for. That's something to hang your hat on. I think Matt's reaching for a consolation prize in his wallet. He's just opening up his wallet. Oh, wow. He's opening up the place where he keeps the large bills. Oh. Good for you, Matt. God, I'm so excited for this. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so question number five is up next, and this comes from Linda Moulton from Gainesville in Florida. Oh, gorgeous. Maybe Li- Linda could be the big whammy from Miami. Yeah, that's the home of. Um, Furniture store? No. I'll, I'll, I'll think of Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. Gainesville. Gainesville. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. What was his nickname? He would have had some cool nickname, wouldn't he? Tom Petty. <gasps> yeah. The pettiest man on the court. <laughs> uh, all right. So here is Linda's question. Jonathan Chalonian of St. Helena currently holds the Guinness World Record for what? Jonathan Chalonian of St. Helena Forget his surname. Jonathan of St. <laughs> Helena currently holds the Guinness World Record for what? Where's St. Helena? Is this the one in Melbourne, Australia? Or, or America? No. It's an isle. It's like an, it's a beautiful island from what I saw in the oh. pictures before. Oh. Let me have a freaking look here. Uh, it's an island. Yes. In the South Atlantic Ocean. It's a British overseas territory, one that I'm sure they fairly and squarely found. Oh, no one was there. Uh, looks like it, yeah, sort of in between Africa and South Africa, I guess. Is that what the Atlantic Ocean, is that what that is? Couldn't, I've never been to the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, oh, you simply must. Oh, really? <laughs> I hear it's wet this time of year. Oh, oh it's super wet. <laughs> it's sweat. <laughs> <laughs> While you're writing your answers, though, even though Cass has already written hers, here's some more information, Cass, you can hear this directly. I can hear this completely with all of my attention. This is about Larry Smith, a.k.a. Mr. Mean. According to Eli, the question writer, Larry Smith played 13 seasons in the NBA and he never made a single three-point shot. But I found this... <laughs> They're tricky, though, when you... Yeah. It's ages away. I found this great article in the LA Times from 1991 when he was sort of a veteran of, of the game. And it, it was just... <laughs> I loved it. I'll read the first two paragraphs yeah. anyway. Mr. Mean means business. He has one mission in life. He tracks down rebounds. Mr. Mean (laughs) goes after a basketball the way a Patriot missile goes after a scud. He senses it. It's very patriotic. He sights it. He nails it. Nothing deters Mr. Mean. He is one mean Houston rocket. His real name is Larry Smith, but there's a lot of that going around. While the nickname... (laughs) What? I think I'm just saying it's a common name. (laughs) But what a funny way to say it. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that going around. Like it's a disease. <laughs> oh, um, you got the Matt Stewart's? He sounds, like, he sounds like commoner scum. Like <laughs> that for you. He does one job fine. <laughs> While the nickname sounds like something that belongs in WrestleMania, it works. <laughs> this way, this Larry Smith won't be mistaken for any other Larry Smith out there, which is proper because Mr. Mean is somebody the public should know. And then it goes on to say that a lot of the people in the public don't know him. Yeah, this is a weird bio. That was from the website? That was No, this was like a like a profile piece in the LA Times about him. They were like, okay, this guy, you probably don't know him. Might, maybe do. Yeah. And his name is Mr. Mean and he's not mean. But it, it the, watch the game. It works. The, the name does work for him. He's pretty good. And his know? real name is Larry Smith. There's a lot of that. Don't worry about it. 
Mr. Me. <laughs> it goes on to say that, like, he could check into any motel in any other city anonymously and it'd be fine. But he's got quite a fan base at his home court. So if he went to a motel in his hometown, it wouldn't hit people would be like, oh, are you Mr. Means? <laughs> Mr. Means. Is that a room for one Mr. Me? first name? <laughs> Has something happened at home? Why are you checking into a hotel and not your own house? Yeah, don't they usually set you up in a hotel? Hmm. I think your coaches probably would. I mean, I'm sure they've got rules around your sleeping quality, right? Are you are you, are you doing is there problems at home? You... Oh wow, mean. This guy's mean. <laughs> Can you see that mean look he gave me? Oh, he looked unhappy. It's probably because of the meanness. Yeah, it's probably. My cause... questions are normal. <laughs> All right. Answers are in. Here is question five. Jonathan of St. Helena currently holds the Guinness World Record for what? He's the world's oldest tortoise. He has the longest consecutive oh. losing streak in the New York State lottery. Uh, he has the most amount of crabs caught by hand in one hour he has the largest collection of bottle caps or he rode a pig that was riding a donkey that was riding a horse the biggest train of animals (laughs) riding animals ever recorded wow yeah what was his name again uh jonathan so he could be a tortoise that feels like a tortoise name it really does seem like a tortoise Tortoise name name, he had a last name as well didn't he what was his last name uh chelonian Hmm. Mm, that doesn't now, seems less like a tortoise name. As, as soon as we got to name number two, my belief in tortoise theory was was mm. dipping. I'm going to be real. I, look, to be honest, it I sounds could, like a tortoise who hangs out in a New York neighborhood. He's like, hey, <laughs> it's, it, I, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you this. Uh, the Chelonian part was written by Linda, the question writer, but in every article about him, it did not give a surname. It was only ever Jonathan. Interesting. So, so she's done her own research there. Mm. Yeah, or just. Had a stab. What a wild guess. <laughs> or just been like, this tortoise looks like a Chelonian. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Can we get those answers again, please? Uh, world's oldest tortoise. Yep. Longest consecutive losing streak in the New York State <laughs> Lottery. Uh, doing it, obviously, you know, phoning it in from St. Helena. Mm. Uh, most amount of crabs caught by hand in an hour. Largest collection of bottle caps. Or he rode a pig that was riding a donkey, that was riding a horse, which is the biggest chain of animals riding animals ever recorded. Oh. Just that a- one is crazy enough to be true. <laughs> yeah. it's. But I- also it feels like one of those animals would die. Yeah. They wouldn't wouldn't publicise that probably. They wouldn't publicise it, but would they still record it? Yes. Can we get that? Hang on. So it's he's riding a pig, riding a donkey, riding a horse. horse. I don't think a donkey could ride a horse. Oh. How, how long do they have to ride it, I wonder? Oh, uh, yeah, there, there's always a rule. But if it's like a foot, I guess, all right, I guess you technically you could stack them. Yeah, but. They it, could just stumble across a line. I don't think that would count as riding something. <laughs> mm, yeah. I was seeing there were some records for like hula hooping and hand tanning and stuff, and the physical feet ones with the body tend to be like you have to hold it for three seconds or something. Okay. And then you're good and it counts. Right. And I'm like, it's nothing long three seconds. I started watching some of those records. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we are back to Nick. Yes. Nick. Great portmanteau, Matt. Congratulations. (laughs) Kanick. Yeah. Kanicki. Yes. One of my favourite characters from Greece. One or two. Right. Probably one. They make it into two. two? Oh. <laughs> probably, all right, uh, they all got killed. Didn't they? All, they died and went to I'm, heaven I'm at le- the end of the first one. I'm leaning towards Jonathan the tortoise. I think that's it. But okay, Jonathan the tortoise. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Um. I don't think it's the lottery one because it's very New York State. Yeah, it's a long way away. I think that's uh, what probably why he kept losing though. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he kept putting it in. They kept. They kept being, kept being like, like, "You don't live well, here. We'll take your money." But it's from citizens. Yeah. Mm. So you got tortoise. Yep. Lottery. Uh huh. 
crabs, uh-huh. bottle caps, uh-huh. or that sort of taducken of, of a ride. <laughs> Two collectings. That's interesting. Okay. Pig dough horse. I think is what you would have called <laughs> I rode t- a pig dough horse. I'm going to say the tortoise. Tortoise for me, so? Yep. How about you, Cass? Oh... Tadokan, Tadokan, they got it. You go with the Tadokan. Well, if it's true, we got to see a photo, I think, or a video or something. I don't think it's possible, but that's so silly. Yeah. It's so silly. You got to talk me through this uh, strategy. <laughs> it's not possible. It can't possibly be the right answer. I would I'll lock it in. There's so many beautiful things in the world that I know not to be possible mm. now that I can't wait to be proven wrong about in my life. What a beautiful world that I live in. We see the video and it's them all just tumbling off a cliff. They make the world record and then they just all. And they make a delicious feed. Mm. Okay, maybe I'll go bottle caps. Bottle caps? I'll go bottle caps. All right, here are the answers for the Jonathan World Record. Uh, riding a pig that was riding a donkey that was riding a horse. That was the house. That's crazy. You the house Wait, wrote did you that? that? Did you write that or did the... Uh, the, the? No, I wrote that. Okay, wow. Well, I'm, I was. I tried to write one that's so ridiculous that is maybe a, a bit funny, but no one will guess. And I, I, I'm <laughs> finding it hard to find that... I, every time I do one of those, people are guessing it. The world's magical. Think, the world's magical. The world's magical. We don't know yeah, yeah. what the get limits out, of things there, are. Take a walk. Take a walk down bloody the, the, <laughs> the unnamed street where we're on and you'll see some magic. Do you know you'll what? You'll see some graffiti and some bins and that's actually magical. It is actually magical. The thing that really did throw me, because I imagined them slotting onto each other's backs with the legs hanging over the side. Yeah, right. That I don't think that would count as riding. Guinness is really specific. All right. Yeah. So that'd be more stacking. Yeah. Little saddle for all of them. <laughs> yeah. Little, yeah, that would mean it would prop sort them of, up. If they're sort of riding like a human would ride a horse, and the pig is sort of sitting up, then the it's a little Fibonacci swirl. Yeah, it would be swirling, <laughs> and the he'd have his head grazing on the ground. And to get he? to get them all on, they've got one of those those prize. Claws like you see in a, a supermarket, and there's just a guy going uh, uh, back and forth, and it kept, the man keeps dropping off the claw. Their claw, they never, yeah, they never got a strong enough grip. Them claws. Yeah, I think yeah. that's on purpose. You are saying what? It's rigged. No, you're right. Sorry, there's magic in the world. You could win them. I'd love for any listeners who can do drawings to maybe draw Meso and Cass riding a pig, riding a horse. Riding a donkey, riding, riding a, a horse. Riding, sorry, apologies. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I'd love to see that too. Because I guess I can't ever in real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we doing? Okay, wait, no, what What are we doing? We're still going through Yeah, we answers. just need to know what's right. <laughs> I'm losing it. Uh, so, yeah, the, the pig riding the horse, that was the house. Uh-huh. Uh, most amount of crabs caught by one hand and now that was Cass. Ooh. A beautiful yeah. and believable yeah. answer. Have you ever done that before? No, caught a crab by hand? Yeah. No, fun? Yeah, it's fun because it's a bit scary. Like you go. A, I've eaten a crab by mouth. Oh. <laughs> you have to shine it because they come out in the dusk. So you've got to shine a torch into the water uh-huh. and they're sort of swimming. And when you, you have to go in and pick them up from the back. Okay. So they won't claw you. But if you miss, they chase you. Oh. <laughs> and they go snappy. And then you have to run out of the water. So you have to get deep enough to find a crab. Uh-huh. And then you have to be fast enough to catch the crab. I I don't know if I was successful, but it was very fun. Did you get nipped by the crab? I didn't get nipped, so I think I, I still came away from that being like, yeah, yeah, I did it. So I can't remember if I caught one, but we did eat well. <laughs> so crabs walk sideways. Do they swim forwards? Nope, they swim sideways and they're really, really fast. Yeah. They really? They can swim like in uh, angle, like what are they called? Round. Fibonacci circles. They can <laughs> swim in Fibonacci circles. So they, they see, they know what's happened because you've missed. <laughs> and then they just see a lot of feet stomping and splashing going, <laughs> so I was just it. trying to eat you. Don't hurt me a little bit. That wouldn't be fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the longest consecutive losing streak. Uh, that was the house. Oh. The largest collection of bottle caps. That was Meso. Ah. One point for Meso. And he is the world's oldest tortoise. That's double. Yes. yes. I knew there was a Jonathan tortoise. Or Meso. Oh, you'd heard of him. I've, I, it feels, I've definitely oh. heard of an old tortoise named Jonathan. But I mean, maybe, but also Jonathan is a very old name. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe the, all of the old tortoises are called Jonathan. <laughs> like, maybe, oh, Jonathan, I guess. And his surname, Chelonian, I There's believe. No Beyonce is the tortoise. <laughs> He's too young. I think Chelonian is like the brand, the umbrella name for tortoises and terrapins and turtles. Oh. So I think that's why Linda oh. chucked in his surname. But I realised once I'd said it, I'm like, that's a bum steer. But I think I got out of it quite yeah, well. Yeah, nobody noticed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. So that's double points to Mesa. Quick yes. score check. We've got Cass on one point, Mesa on three, and the house still in front on six points. Ooh. Uh, but we've still got two questions to go. Four points left up for grabs. Question six comes from Eva Redman of Tasmania. And the question is, which of these is a real species of fish? So basically you just need to write a fake fish name. Um, while you're writing those answers. Uh, Do we get a selection? Or is, oh, okay. You give the selection. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I got fish up in there. Uh, so while, yeah, while you're... Doing that, here's some more information on Jonathan. According to the article on the Guinness website, uh, which was written earlier this year, Jonathan is the world's oldest living land animal and has earned another Guinness World Records title. Celebrating his 190th birthday this year, Jonathan is now the oldest tortoise ever on record. Uh, Jonathan's <laughs> There's undocumented tortoises. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But Jonathan's age is just an estimation based on the fact that he was fully mature and hence at least 50 years old when he arrived in St. Helena from the Seychelles in 1882. In all likelihood, he's even older than we think. So age is just a number is what mm. they're saying. That's their official he, statement. He uh-huh. lives in the Seychelles. He probably doesn't pay any tax. He's probably rich. He's had some work done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows yeah. how old this guy is. Uh, as the world around him evolved and advanced, Jonathan has remained the same according to the article. To this day, his main interests are sleeping, eating and mating. 190. <laughs> Bloody hell. According to his vet, Jonathan enjoys the sun, but on very hot days, takes to the shade. On mild days. <laughs> sure, sure. Some great insights. Don't here. be a vet. Don't do that. <laughs> on mild days, he will sunbathe. His long neck and legs stretch fully out of his shell to absorb heat and transfer it to his core. Somehow, That's very cute. That's, uh, yeah. I've, I can't, I've never imagined a tortoise with its legs directly out. Yeah. Mm. This animal displays all the very basic functions of a life form. It eats, <laughs> yeah. it sleeps, it mates, and it stays out of the sun when it's hot. But sometimes marvel. it goes into the sun. Mm. Sometimes yeah. he flies directly into the sun. <laughs> all right. Your answers are all in. Mm-hmm. And the question is, which of these are real species of fish? I'm uh, ready. Are you ready? I'm ready now. Okay, here are your answers. <laughs> the rainbow fin squirter, baggy boys, <laughs> squiggly johnsons, the splendid grain, or Boop boops. Sorry, boop boops boops. Boops boops. Boops boops. See, having having listened to some previous episodes of this podcast, whenever it's like name a species of anything, there's nothing that is off limits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the right. most ridiculous because they're just it's just s- slightly unhinged people who are out in the out in the field <laughs> who get the chance. They've just discovered something and they're so happy yeah. to have found a new thing. They're like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> this uh, is a spotty tit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spotty tit, that's almost definitely something, I reckon. Mm. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> the options are yeah. one of these are real kind of fish. 
Rainbow Finn Squirter, Baggy Boys, Squiggly Johnsons, Splendid Grain, Boops Boops. So the Baggy Boy, it would be called. Or the, or the what was the third one? Uh, Squiggly Johnson. The Squiggly Johnson. Okay. I want all of them as pets. Mm. Uh, 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 last two. What were the last two again, sir? Uh, the Splendid Grain okay. or Boops Boops. So like the Boops Boop. Yeah. Is that all one word? I think, no, it's two words. It's just the same word twice. Boops Boops. Okay. Huh. Rainbow Finn Squirter, Baggy Boys, Squiggly Johnsons, Splendid Grain, Boops Boops. Honestly, only one of these sounds vaguely like a fish, but <laughs> makes it it's very tricky to know. Um, I love baggy boys. Yeah, I love Squiggly Johnson. <laughs> that's but boops boops. <laughs> I, the, the 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 that doesn't sound like anything. So I'm leaning towards what if, what if I don't say that one? But it's boops boops. Maybe it's from Thailand or something. <laughs> Who's gonna, I think Cassie. I think you're going first. So you're going to take the bullet on this one. Oh, I'm talk us through. Yeah, what, what's your thought process here? I love the rainbow fin squirter. Baggy boys is pretty special, but I reckon you could call <laughs> you could call so many things a baggy boy. No, like so baggy. Yeah, like any jellyfish, those are baggy boys. Mm-hmm. I reckon I can just take baggy boys with me into my life. The squirter, the rainbow fin squirter, I need to know about. Fantastic. All right, I'll lock that in. I'm, I'm going to go with boops, boops. Boops, boops, baso. Maybe they're not all in English. Like not all, uh, not all Anglo, not, not all. Fish. Not all names are in, in English, English. That's correct. Yeah, that's totally Maybe it true. I, it just made me think. We didn't really talk about it before, but one of the explanations for colossal Claude was that it could be a jellyfish. Those oh, descriptions. Yeah. yeah. No, not how, at all. How, how could it be a jellyfish? Maybe it's a jellyfish that ate a snake. <laughs> or a really long jellyfish. Like the head bit was long. Mm. Like it, maybe it went through a pipe a bit and came out squished. Or you're drunk when you see it. <laughs> oh, and yes. it's And it's a bit of wood. Yeah, what they don't <laughs> mention is that little bit of the sea is like, like it's the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. And it always happens at schoolies week. I don't know. That's so a, weird. There's a gas pipeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, here are the answers. Baggy Boys, that was written by the house. <laughs> Squiggly Johnsons, also by the house. Ah. The Splendid Grain, that was written by Cass. I love the sound of that. Is grain yeah. a kind of fish? No. I th- was thinking about how people name birds uh, and it'll be like the spotted tit and I was like, it yeah, can be yeah. a splendid grain. Because there was yeah. grain there and they're like, splendid grain, it's in grain. <laughs> yeah, it, was, oh, it looks like this fish has scales and yeah, scales looks like they're going to the counts. Mm. So one of you is correct, that means. Oh. But it's not Cass because the rainbow fin <laughs> squirter was May, so Boops Boops is oh the real name God. of the fish. Oh, my God. That's back-to-back double points for Meso. You've done it. Flying back into contention here. I'll, I'll tell you how I knew that one. I don't know many things, but I put a the and Cass oh. put a the. Oh. And none of the others were the. Oh. So I'm like, it's got to be one without a the. Oh, that's clever. So you see three and you're like, one of them. One of us has done the three. Yeah. You two have done the two. Oh, well done. God, you've... That's a good tip for me for writing it for <laughs> the future as well. You're welcome. Just quickly yeah. editing out the any differentiating features. Between and the other thing is our th- your two were singular and the other three were plural. plural. So yours were thus. Yeah. And were, yeah, that's a good... I should have fixed that. I should have fixed that. that right? <laughs> good tip. Hey, we're still learning. We're, we're laughing. Learning. We're, we're, we're laughing. This is great. This is fun. Hey, and, you know, we're talking about how, oh, what an oversight... Uh, it didn't work on me. Oh, yeah. didn't work on me. And That's you know true. what? Once you've done 10, 15 of these, you can release them to the public. You know, once you've sorted the system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, can, you know, these are all still going in the bin, of one. course. Get oh, yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't for the public consumption. Uh, so, quick score update Cass on one point, Mesa on five point, only five points. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. The five points. The five points. I'm trying to correct. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but the house still maintaining a, a slender lead on six points. Going to the last round. Oh, no, we can't lose points do it. in the last round, can we? You've got to do yeah. it. Whenever there's a quiz, that's my downfall. It's like you can lose points in the last round and I'm just like, Ugh. No, you can, only, you can only gain points. So just like every other round, two points up for grabs, Meso. So no. if, you, if, if you do the same again, Ooh. you win the day. I won't, though. I just want to be clear. I won't do that. Okay. Oh, I get it. <laughs> nice. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the listeners, Meso's winking. I didn't do even one <laughs> wink. He's doing multiple winks. Oh, my God. It's blinking. I'm starting to wonder, is it a twitch, a double eye twitch? You put pepper in my eyes, Matt. (laughs) I'm blinking. Are you ready for the final question? Yes. Yes. We always finish with a film synopsis. This one comes from Liz Lafeva in Texas. (gasps) Oh, my God. Amazing names today. Thank you, mums. <laughs> I reckon you just do a podcast one day where you collect people's names and yeah. read them out and we go, oh, my God. That one's good. That's a good name. I'm up for that. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. All right. So Liz's question is, what is the synopsis of 1993's Fire in the Sky? What is the synopsis of 1993's Fire in the Sky? And this is a film. Okay. I think I made that clear, did I not? A movie. A movie, if you will. No, no, I think this one's cinema. <laughs> Sorry. I think this one's probably more film than movie. Um, while you're writing those answers, here's a little bit more information on Boops Boops. Unfortunately, <laughs> the most fascinating thing about it is its name. Um, the species is found off the coasts of Europe, Africa, the Ashoresh. I had to look up the pronunciation. I'm sure that's all right. It looks like it says the Azores, but the pronunciation I looked up said Ashoresh. Anyway, uh, and the Canary Islands from Norway to Angola and in the Mediterranean and Black Seas. Boops Boops, commonly called the Bogue, is a species of sea brim native to the eastern Atlantic. Its common name in most languages refers to its large eyes. I think it's like an old word for... um, cow eyes or something so it's just like and its eyes don't even look that big to be honest i've seen bigger eyes on a fish <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't want to make well, a big let's, deal let's talk about eye ratio what's the ratio of this eye there you go that's a boobs boobs that's pr- oh no that's pretty big that that looks like half of its face yeah that's pretty imagine yeah, if our eyes were half of our face that's a good point Boop, boop, indeed. I take it I take it right back. Yeah, so apparently it uh, comes from the ancient Greek for cow eye. Boops, boops. All right, here is the final question. All right, all right. At this point, anyone can win apart from Cass. Apart from Cass. <laughs> oh, my goodness. you got to do it for us. Okay, I'll, I'll Mesa, I'll, you got to carry I mean, that torch. I mean, it's too late now. I've already put my answer in, so. No. <laughs> so the final question is, what is the synopsis of the 1993 film Fire in the Sky? Here are your options. A logger named Travis is seemingly abducted by a flying saucer while at work. The police don't believe this version of events and accuse his co-workers of murder until five days later when Travis returns. A young convict joins a firefighting program looking for redemption and a shortened prison sentence. He and other inmates work alongside elite firefighters to extinguish massive blazes, blazes, (laughs) massive blazes. And blazers across the region. God, these people are wearing such massive blazers. <laughs> Got to distinguish them. Uh, a superhuman firefighter force is formed to deal with supernatural fire incidents. When they discover a government agency is behind the spate of fires, they no longer fight the fires and now fight the power. Oh, I want that one to oh, be true. Oh. <laughs> An unexplained phenomenon across the horizon at night leads a small town couple to suspect extraterrestrial visitors. Or finally, Harry Bonclap moves his family to an army base after becoming a pilot. After he is fired for treason, 
It is up to his two children, Amy and Joe, to destroy the general's headquarters so that they can stay. Wow. Harry Bonclap, what a fantastic name. <laughs> Get him on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and right. that's, that's a good name to be real or to be made up mm. as well. Like who's got Harry Bonclap in the chamber is my question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You either, who's cocking their gun yeah. and about to fire off a Harry Bonclap. Yeah, you're either very familiar with that movie or you've made it up. Yes. Mm. Well, yeah. Those are the two options. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the scriptwriter had a lot of time to come up with a name. That's yeah. very true, yeah. <laughs> Harry bum clap. No, that seems rude. No, that's let's slightly tidy <laughs> that up a little clap. bit. No, that's actually oh. wasn't gone too far. <laughs> no, because um, these are pretty long. You probably need them uh, again. Just another three. So you got a logger named Travis, uh-huh. seemingly abducted while at work. The loggers uh, get accused. The other loggers from uh, his murder until he returns five days later. A young convict joins a firefighting program uh, to lessen his prison sentence. Uh huh. Uh, superhuman firefighter force deals with supernatural fire incidents. Uh, <laughs> eventually, they start fighting the power, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, an unexplained phenomenon across the horizon at night leads a small town couple to suspect extraterrestrial visitors. Or Harry Bonclap moves his family to an army base after becoming a pilot. God. He's fired for treason. Then his two children have to save the day. Who's going first? Uh, oh. Well, it's a, a, you've I each th- gone first three times. So yeah, like, oh, uh, you can you can take this it. one, or if you want me to take this one, you've you've got to bring it home for us. What do you yeah, want me to your, do? What's your strategy? Yeah. So, do you want to hear Cass's logic first? Uh yes. Okay, one of those is much shorter than the other ones. Yes. So that's either made up or not the made up one. Okay, that's oh, good. Yep. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the. I mean, it also sounds like the most realistic one when someone's writing a movie synopsis. Yeah, right. And there's a fire in the sky. They think that's the UFO. Because like, the more the more words you put in it, the more likely it is you'll slip up. Like yes. I'd be like, oh, a family lives in the city, but and they have to leave their country home to what? No, you just said it was in the city. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't take it back now. So the one you're talking about, Cass, is an unexplained phenomenon. Across the horizon at night leads a small town couple to suspect extraterrestrial visitors. Yeah, that's worded really well. It sounds like the real one, but then why, if that's the real one, would you make that one short and the other ones are long? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so these are things I'm trying to feed you. I can guess second if you want. I don't mind. If you want to know what from looking at them, uh, that one is two and a half lines on my page and the other ones are three and a half lines so it's, it's not okay as it's not actually that much different I'm, I'm i'm torn between harry bomb clump bomb clap yep <laughs> bomb clump and the, the ufo flying saucer did it's flying saucer ufo flying saucer oh that yes, adopted the travis. timber man travis yeah, travis see i like the specifics of the names Oh, yes, that's right. So they're the But two there are two of them. There are. So. One with surname, one without, though. Mm. And it's 1993. <laughs> yeah. So Claude, obviously, is involved. <laughs> yeah, that's Way right. out of date by this point. I am going to put all, I'm going to push all my marbles in. I'm going to say the first one. Going with the Travis. logger named Travis locked in for Meso. Yeah. Cass, what are you going to do here? If you can figure out which one Meso's is. Without, oh. obviously, if you can guess, then you can give him an extra point here right, and win right. the game. But if you oh. pick a if you pick the house answer, oh, I've lost the game. Okay, can- wins, but if you guess the right answer, then it's a draw. So really, and that's assuming that Mason gets the right one. Oh yeah, true. Okay, <laughs> okay. There's a, there's a so few this is all riding on you somehow. It is. <laughs> I have no skin in the game, and yet my neck's out. Okay, yeah. I reckon now Mason did make a good point about how you would prefer not to write a long one. And I have found the shortest one, and it does sound good. So there's Timberman. Timberman, yep. That's the first one. Yep. 
Then there's Young Convict trying to Young Convict, then good. Then you got Superhuman Firefighter Force. Then you got the Unexplained Phenomenon, the shorter one, and then Harry Bonclap moving his family. I can't say and I can't look. Okay, I reckon I I'm going to go with the Supernatural Firefighters. Supernatural Firefighters. Locking it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. I can't look. I can't look. Are you ba- are you doing that guessing what you think Mesa is? I think that's what Mesa would have picked. Uh, so what do you think the real one is then? Um, oh, I reckon the real one's a shorter one. Well, it's up to you which one you choose. No, here. I'm picking. I want to. It's not looking at me. I, I want. I don't want the house to win. I don't want the house to win. I'm going to go Supernatural Firefighters and I'm really hoping I'm judging well. I'm locking it in. Okay. I'm locking it in. Here is the final questions mm-hmm. answers. Fire in the Sky. Harry Bonclap. This is fantastic work by Cass. <laughs> <laughs> I love Harry Bonclap. Yep. Man, I think both times I read it out, I was right on the edge of breaking. <laughs> Harry Bonclap, a fake name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's the 90s. There's a family and the dad has a name. <laughs> Uh, a young convict joins a firefighting program trying to shorten his prison sentence. That was written by the house. Very nice. I think specifically Liz Lefevre wrote that one. I thought it was fan- I'm like that. Oh, another great name. Very, I forgot about Liz. Very believable one. <laughs> mm. Okay. Uh, then let's just say this. A logger named Travis was the correct answer. So Mason <gasps> is now level with the house. So it really comes down to oh, what Cass did here. No. And the final two, one is the house and one is Meso's answer. Uh-huh. Unfortunately for Meso, Cass, you picked the house's option. No! superhuman <laughs> firefighter force. Meso's was the unexplained phenomenon across the horizon. You had them switched around. No! The one you thought was oh, real. Was so nice. I was like, it's so good. It must be that one. Oh. So, geez, that was it went right down the wire, though. Fantastic stuff. Oh, Slice, does that mean the house won? That means final score check. Cass on one point, Mace on six, but the house sneaks home on seven points. Oh, no! Oh, <laughs> brutal. I'm right in the middle. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> I was either going to win or lose. So, ah. Oh, tricky. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't guess. <laughs> it's okay. Honestly, Cass. It does sound a lot like something I would make up. So. <laughs> but it was the thing, yeah. I wouldn't make it up for 1993. Because uh, movies in 1993, boring. <laughs> <laughs> when did movies get good, in your opinion? 2008 to 2009. Okay, so yeah. there were some stinkers in there still? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Are you familiar with the Saturn Awards? They're Are they a sci-fi award? Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror Films. The film was nominated for four Saturn Awards. Best Science Fiction Film, Best Writing, Best Music, and for one of the actors, Best Actor. Oh. So, D.B. Yeah. Sweeney? Is it, a D- is it a movie with D.B. Sweeney? It is with D.B. Sweeney. There we go, okay. I think it's a movie I started once and I stopped watching because it was too long. (laughs) Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Amazing. Um, All right, where can people find you two if they wanted to? I assume they would if they do. Cass, please. Um, You can find me uh, at Cass Cass Page on any of the socials. I've just launched a new podcast with Zoe B and Nina Oyama called Being Hot is Hard, which is uh, very fun. It's about being hot. It's about silly things we do to ourselves. It's fun. It's silly. Come have a listen. You're welcome in. Um, I'm also on D&D is for nerds and shut up a second. So listen to all of them. Make your week me. <laughs> you've, been on, you've been on a few episodes of shut up a second, Matt. I have. Yeah. yeah. I show. think there might be one coming out at some point soon, maybe. Yeah. Or it might have already come out. Actually. Felt like we talked a lot about uh, sack taps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The sa- I think the sack tap one's out. Okay. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's a good. But that good. wasn't a topic, but I think we talked about it more. No, we than just the moved topic. on to it. Yeah. yeah. No, the Sacktap one has been released. See if you can find it. 
Yeah, see which which topic might lead us to sack taps. If you search shut up a second, Matt Stewart, look for the sack tappiest <laughs> item you can find. <laughs> How about you, Meso? Uh, I've got a podcast called The Weekly Planet where we talk about movies and comic books and TV shows with a, with a superhero kind of blockbustery kind of kind of lean towards them. It's a bit of fun. Is that the kind of film you'd review, the superhuman firefighter force? I guess we'd have to, sure. <laughs> we wouldn't want to. But that. We'd be like, I know exactly what kind of movie this is going to be without. I can just look at the poster. I know, yeah, exa- yeah. I know exactly what score I would give this movie. The best movie ever. <laughs> So that was a co-write with me and Liz Lefevre. I think I think it could win Saturn Awards. I think so. Yeah. Once we get it made, yeah, I think uh, that could be on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. Do you think it could? Yeah. For Sci-Fi real? Channel still kicking? Not in Australia, I don't think. Uh, ah, yeah. what do they play? Bad stuff. Bad movies. Bad, all before ninety. Oh, sorry, all before two thousand and eight. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can catch this podcast live today, I believe, on the day of release, the seventeenth of October, at the Retreat Hotel. Uh, it's a free show. I don't know why or how, but Joel Dusha <laughs> from Sands Pants has organised it and apparently I get paid even though you don't have to pay to get in. What a sweet deal. Yeah. Um, if there's a lot of people there, you get paid more. Oh, so everyone should definitely come. Yeah, everyone should absolutely come. I think it would be more <laughs> fun anyway if you do come. Uh, and I'll also be in Perth uh, week after next, October 28th, 29th at the Oasis Comedy Club. Going to do this show live in the afternoon, then I'm headlining the comedy room there. And then me and Dave Warnick are going to the UK in November. We're doing this podcast uh, in a few different cities. We're doing his Book Cheek podcast as well. Details for all this stuff can be found probably via a link in the show notes, I reckon. Hey, Matt, just, just between you and us, you can cut this out. Does Dave have a second family in the UK? Yes, he has a secret second That's family. That's why he keeps oh. going over there. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Is it, and again, you, just between two of us, you can uh, cut this out. Is he married to Pi? Yes, he is married mm, to Pi. I suspected yeah, it. Right, I suspected that's it. That's his not-so-secret third family. Yeah. <laughs> the Pi family. One of the weird things was this is Mac. <laughs> his first two trips to Europe this year was with his wife, so I don't know. He was really cutting it oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, living I mean, on the his, edge. His, his not-secret wife. Mm, yeah. yeah. But to go over to visit his secret life. Happy secret wife, happy secret life. That's what they say, <laughs> isn't it? That is the yeah. saying, yep. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Uh, we're still a brand new show, basically. So if you like it, why don't you get the word out there? Give us a five-star review if you want. Tell your friends if you think they might like it. Or, you know, either way. And thanks for joining us. Anyway, cheers, Cask. Cheers, Mesa. Cheers. Cheers, Mass. Boops, boops, and goodbye. <laughs> we did it. Boops, boops is a beautiful name for a fish. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 